Well, hello, welcome back to my podcast, Voice Notes from Textured. I hope you're all doing well. It is the 20th of February, which I cannot believe. We're flying into March. Everything is great at Textured. Lots of things bubbling in the background. We're just waiting for the go-ahead for the Viaduct project, which is the new skyscraper in Manchester, to be completed so I can really start getting everything ordered and get everything in there. I cannot wait to show you my design. So check out my Instagram because once the once I've done it, I've got, I'm going to get a photographer around and get some photos out so you can see that. I'm in London on Friday for a few weeks. Lots of things going on down there. And on Sunday, we fly out for three nights. I have no idea where I'm going. We booked it through a company called Journey. And you tell them sort of a budget, um, sort of activities that you like, kind of what temperature you're wanting. Um, they put it all together. They send you a pack in the post and you open it at the airport. So I have no idea where I'm going. And... Um, yeah, I've got to be in Gatwick North Terminal at 8 o'clock on Sunday. And I have no idea where I'm going for three nights. I cannot wait. The card is next to me. The envelope is next to me as I'm sort of recording this. So I'm just gagging to open it, but I'm going to restrain. Anyway, back to the episode. It's with founder Sean Zeng. And the wall, the wall coverings that she has created and designed are absolutely beautiful. I love what she does. I love her brand. And I really love her story. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Please like, subscribe, all that shenanigans um, would be really great just to get help with the reach and all the you know algorithms. And if you like it, you know, share on Instagram as well. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please always get in contact with me. But for now, sit back and enjoy. Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome to Voice Notes from Textured. My name is Simon Mayhew. I'm an interior designer and the founder of Textured a luxury interior design studio. I had an unconventional route into interior design after building a successful theatre agency in London. I just couldn't ignore my love for interiors, so I'm here to do it all again with Textured. Now, I'm a huge voice noter, and since we're friends now, each episode I'll be sending you a voice note, exploring different elements of interior design and the highs and lows of running a business. So, I'm about to press record. Are you ready? Well, hello. Welcome back to my podcast, Voice Notes from Textured. And today, I have to have someone on here that I've never interviewed before. Uh, she's called Shan Zeng. Her brand is incredible. And she has lots of wallpapers and murals and stickers, which I found on her website this morning. And I really wanted to get her on board because I really love her brand. I love her story and just wanted to go through with her about the brand, where she's going to see it going in the future and just have a chat and get to know her really. So thank you for joining me today. Um, how, well, are you? You. how are you? How are you feeling? How's your weekend? Great. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I did a lot of um, uh, sightseeing uh, on the National Trust site. It was, it was oh, fun. amazing. Where did you go? <laughs> um, so we went to um, a gold sanctuary, and I think afterwards it was um, uh, Sissinghurst, I think. Yes, Sissinghurst okay. Castle. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So tell me a bit. So tell me a bit about you. Tell. I, I just love. I love your brand, and I love what you've created, and I love your pieces, and you know, I just I love it. So tell me a bit about you and kind of the story about behind the brand and what made you what made you two thousand. You launched in two thousand and ten. Yes, 2010. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you've um, got 14 years. Tell me what happened. Tell me yeah. about it. I love it. Um, 
So in 2009 is when I graduated from Central St. Martins and I created this uh, magnetic wallpaper as my final year degree show uh, project. And it was received really well because users were able to um, play on the wallpaper. They were able to place these uh, different magnetic characters on the wall, like a hedgehog or a goose riding a llama and things like that. Okay. Uh, so that they were able to create their own story on the wall and write on speech bubbles. Uh, so, so that was really... It was the magnet in the wallpaper. So yeah, the wallpaper itself was magnet receptive. I used wow. a magnet receptive, like an iron powdery paste at the time, which okay. I kind of spread it across the wallpaper and painted it and screen printed on top. So the wallpaper had a pattern itself, like a toit de jouy pattern. Okay. So it had like a landscape so that you could then basically just add a character here and then you can travel um, or you can sort of create a story on the wall. So yeah. that was um, really, really popular and I thought that would be um, a great product and one day I will be able to launch it, uh, hopefully. So um, I registered the company quite soon after um, finishing uni because I thought, why not? I mean, being a sole trader doesn't really cost you anything. So nice. yeah, so like register. And in the meantime, I was like freelancing, teaching Photoshop. Um, and about like a year into uh, launching Shanzang is when um, Hilary Duff's interior designer approached me to say they want to order this magnetic wallpaper. <laughs> I was like, at the time, you know, my website was like really basic. I created it in one day, kind of a type of a website that you right. can imagine. And uh, I said, yes, sure. Um, it was still a prototype. So I was like really rushing to get it done before Hilary Duff's son was due. So uh, yeah, I think he, her first big order is what really started my company. Um, and I wow. was able to put the wallpaper into production. And then since then we did more and more collections. <laughs> but how did that, how did they, as a new website, how did they find you? What were they? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's because um, when I graduated in 2009, um, you know, you have these like two weeks or some um, graduate show and some of my classmates weren't there next to their work, but I was like, this is my time to meet all the big press and, and St. Martin's has a really good name. So you would get like bloggers, big bloggers, like, um, you know, back in the day, blog blogs were big. And and then I was like uh, seen and and know, Cross wow. Magazine featured me and um, Holly Becker had a really, really fantastic blog and she featured my magnetic wallpaper. So I think that's how they found me. Wow. You, you just mentioned something really good there, which you don't really think about when you're at college or uni, is that when you leave, running a business there is so much about networking and stepping forward and making sure people go this is my work and actually they don't really teach do they i mean do they teach that on the uni course like about the importance actually, of actually our tutors were great they did say that use this opportunity these couple of weeks whilst your work is out there like being shown to, the really public, to make the most out of it 
And yeah. I remember that a few of us took it really seriously, but many of them were like, oh, yeah, I'm done for the summer. I'm off. You know, go to the pub. I feel like those people, they think, those people are the types to think that it's, it's easier than it is. They think, oh, yes. I'll, I'll have time. I'll do it another yeah. time. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God, exactly. And that was a, probably a little bit before Instagram, wasn't it? A little bit before... Yes. Yeah, social yep. media. Yep. Obviously, with your brand being so visual, and I mean, social media is amazing. There's so much. How did you, when you very first launched, how, how did you get people to see your work? Because obviously, you can rely on your website, but with the app, I mean, Pinterest was that around then? Um, at the beginning, it was all blogs. Just, blogs were huge. Blogging, like website blogging, website. And then magazines. I think because I had such an unusual product, um, it was easier for me to market myself. Um, And I remember that back in the day, I didn't know anything about marketing. So I looked up Elder Creation, you know, where you see the credits, who is who. And so I looked up, oh, editor of Elder Creation, I'll just email her. (laughs) I emailed Michelle. And then she replied the next day saying, right, we'll put, we'll give you a whole page in our decoration. And I was like, really? You know, like it was, it just felt really easy at the time. Uh, I don't know, like people were really approachable and, you know, you get a reply as soon as you write. Yeah, I, I, I think it was um, because I had, a, I think also partially because I had an unusual product, people wanted to feature it. Yeah. And do you feel like, because when you told me about the magnets and, the, and the, I mean, there's so much you can do with it. But I think with your aesthetic, because you obviously you're very classy and everything's very beautiful. You didn't, I'm, I'm assuming, because obviously with magnets, you could go down a whole very kiddie road, couldn't you, in terms of like yeah. bright colours and cars and all. But, uh, have you yeah. tried to steer away from that and keep it uh, at, in, do you know what I'm trying to get at? So yeah. with like magnets, yeah. you yeah. can get you your brand is so beautiful and you haven't gone down that sort of cheap kiddie road with like bright yellow taxis and all that sort of vibe has that been a conscious thought process for you to steer away from that um, is, I think it is now it wasn't conscious before because I just couldn't physically bring myself to design something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sort of, I don't like these or these primary colors. So um, when I designed. Sorry? It has its place, but it's not for you, your brand. Not not from my brand and not not for some of the designs. I can imagine some other types of more geometric designs could, that could work with. Um, but yeah, no, at the beginning, I just printed or designed something that I liked myself. And yeah. I didn't even think that this would be for kids until loads of parents approached me to say they want it for their kids. So then, and then they actually said that they liked my work because it's sophisticated, that yeah. they didn't want something very sort of bright yellow and you know those cars you mentioned they they didn't want that for their kids room so I was like oh that's like basically a niche I stumbled up on (laughs) no that's definitely no that it really is a niche especially nowadays where I feel like with gender and all these conversations around it you know people don't want to have loads of blue 
blue cars for a boys room they want something that sort of sits in the middle and looking at your work it is all just so beautiful and neutral and it's not like pushed into one direction which I love yeah 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 I really I, love I, it. so yeah. do, you actually, do you actually draw do you draw them yourself do you design them yourself um, so at the beginning, all my uh, collections were painted by me. Um, but nowadays, because I'm getting busier and I do want to launch more, I, I basically have more ideas in my head than time to realize them. So I decided to work with um, artists that whose work I admire and I love. So um, I have worked with a Russian artist and a Chinese artist and a French artist as well to create some of the uh, some of our collections. Wow! And by bringing obviously different people from around the world, do you think that affects the designs? What, on, what's the question I'm trying to ask? With all the people that are around the world, what influences do you, what influences do you think they bring into the into the designs? Like, what makes them using people from around the world make it different rather than um, using a UK person? What's the what do you think they bring? I, I think their their painting style is different. Okay. Um, and also the colors they use are different as well. And whenever I work with these artists, I never try to push my style onto them, but rather I look at what they have, how yeah. they paint, how they express themselves. And if I like it, then I will um, give them a project or design with them to make the most out of uh, their their style. So I try not to be like, oh, you need to paint like me. You like this, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. You do, you do that. But because more that's, like, yeah, because that's not really... <laughs> yeah that's not really a collaboration is it you want to be yeah. able to collaborate with people and, yeah. and and you might be yeah. able to learn you might be able to learn some more things from them as well exactly so, exactly complete collaboration um yeah so, can you, so with the with the mix of on your website i had a good really lovely read and there's like a nice mix of oriental and western aesthetics can you walk through the creative process so when you what's from the initial concept to the final design like explain that process have you got anything you're doing at the moment you could maybe talk through like what have you yeah um so usually I have ideas when say I'm taking a train or walking and I really quickly jot these ideas down in my sketchbook so my sketchbook is basically a reservoir of new collections and I think that um because I uh, actually grew up in Hungary, uh, but I was born in China, I have all these like influences from both from Hungary and from China. So you, so my designs have these kind of Western and Oriental mix to them. Um, so yeah, um, so taking from that point, from the starting point of my sketchbook, I create a small design um, because all, most of my wallpapers are huge, like they have massive murals, like seven foot by 10 foot. So I make sure that when I design the small version um, is as close to finish as possible, um, that it repeats well, the design flows well, and then I paint it really big. And once that's wow. been printed, um, I take it to a really good scanner because that's the part I didn't realize before um, I started painting big, that how expensive scanning is going to be. It's yeah. really, really expensive. But I think it's worth every penny because the 
the kind of details they can capture when you take it to a professional scanner is like even a little pencil mark will show through. So um, yeah, and then I I, man I manipulate it in uh, Photoshop. I retouch. I you know make the repeat work and um, uh, create a couple of colorways and uh, and then the printers print them. And also I I pick printers. Um, machines and printers who I really trust and who can deliver the quality I'm after. Yeah. Wow. I just think I just love creative people. I just love how passionate you are about your, the, <laughs> your work. It's, it's amazing. So with each of your collections feature that you've got, what so what makes the what makes the method um, integral to the design philosophy? Like what um, what what sets your wallpaper from different from the rest like what why are you so different i think it's because i don't take shortcuts like okay. um a lot of the wallpapers you see oh it's beautiful from, from uh, afar but then when you come closer it feels pixelated yeah. and that's because uh people may have painted them much smaller and then they just stretch it out right, right. um to the size of the wall so we I mean, even though it takes sometimes almost a year for me uh, to paint one mural collection. Wow. Um, but yeah, yeah, it takes really long time because I paint it in real size. So it's almost like you're painting a wall that's like 10 foot by 7 foot. Uh, and I, I don't do these like quick brush strokes and but um, I go into detail as well. I, you know, paint over it several times. So you have those like brush strokes that are layered. Um, and then also, like, as I mentioned, I take good care of the scanning process and of the printing process. So that in the end, when our customers receive the wallpaper, it feels like a piece of art they're receiving. And many people have said that, oh, your website, I, I thought it, like on your on the website, it feels like flat or it feel, doesn't feel as intricate as when they receive the paper. They can't, um, they can't be when you're feeling something and you're yeah. seeing it with your eyes on a computer yeah. screen. It's so difficult to, to tell. Yeah, exactly. It's so difficult to capture the, the feel of the material. Yeah. So yeah, when people receive it, it's like, oh, my God, it feels like art paper. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever got, um, I know I can be like sometimes when, when something takes quite a long time, I, my, how my brain works, I was like moving on to the next thing. Yeah. Have you ever gone, started painting a project and sort of halfway and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I like this anymore. Have you always been committed to the end or, because sometimes that must be quite difficult. <laughs> have you ever got like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like you get yeah. a bit like, oh yeah. God, or have you, have you ever felt that before? I I think what I have is instead of um, giving up on some projects, I always see it through. But I have multiple projects running at the same time. Wow, so I okay. never get bored of one or like say, oh, this is. Um, but I have gone and said, OK, this might not work. Um, and that's why I paint small so I don't waste a lot of time at that stage. Like I can see uh, this is not going to look great. so. That's yeah. when I change to a different design. Uh, but once I start painting the big one, <laughs> you bet after a year I'm not gonna yeah, be right. like, yeah, no. <laughs> this is not because <laughs> what I love about your work, I'm just looking at your mountains wallpaper. What I love about murals sometimes is when you see things for the first time. You, you might have had it on your wall for ages. Like mm. I've, got, I've got a piece of artwork in my bedroom 
I've had it for probably about two years now. And the other day I was like, oh my God, I've never noticed that little tiny bit in the corner. I love finding new things in your in your wallpaper, like things you might have noticed. And over time you yeah. different things, which I love. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I love hiding little things. Like, yeah, um, I love like many people, things. yeah, like many people don't realize that uh, our Woodlands wallpaper has these, uh, a motif that looks like uh, birds, but they are actually um, hands that uh, sort of make it look like, um, it's, if you look closer, you see that um, uh, it's actually flying hands rather than Oh, birds. wow. I look at that. Now, that's what I love about, especially with murals, because they're always, because it's a blow, I've got one in my office, it's a blown up piece of art, isn't it, almost? Yes. Yeah. And you you want to be able to find different things and, you know, in the pieces. So with yeah. with, with interior designers um, specifically, like so we've got a, a lot of interior designers that listen, like what, what do you, how do you work with interior designers? So in terms of spaces, can you fit any space? Can you block to any yeah. size or do you always work yeah. with a certain... Uh, now we can do that and um, many times interior designers would spend, send me the specs of the room and we help them figure out how many rows they need or um, how many square meters they need and also we can uh, slightly enlarge, I don't tend to enlarge it hugely because of pixelation but I, we can uh, slightly enlarge the pattern or we can choose and pick um, colors that go with their scheme as well. Oh, that's good. So it's, so it's customizable, but I'm assuming, so what parts of the colors can you change? Can it be anything or? Um, it depends. So um, a lot of our wallpapers have already been sort of color separated. So you can drop right. in a color, and, but um, it really depends. Like for example, our Hua Trees collection, which is our most popular um, wallpaper collection. Um, it's kind of like, it's almost like one single color um, in, in a gradient. Um, so with yeah. that, you can easily tell us like, um, this is the Pantone color and we'll try, we, we can always sample it for you as well. So um, okay. you see it, uh, many times what happens is that people see a color on the screen and they expect that to come back <laughs> to them yeah. uh, physically, but there's quite a lot of difference between scre the screen color and and color that we print oh, so we always, yeah we always yeah. recommend a sample I love, yeah. I love your brown tone oh it's so nice i used to hate, <laughs> so funny when i was younger i used to absolutely hate brown if someone said to me what's your favorite color it would never be brown but i love all the brown tones at the moment i just love it so much <laughs> yeah. i love yeah, it yeah i so saw much. that on your instagram feed yeah love yeah brown i, I love it i'm really, really into it um so for any advice, do you have any advice on for, for choosing wallpaper for their room? Do you have any advice to anyone listening, whether it's being a designer or not a designer? Any advice about how to choose the right sort of wallpaper for their room? Um, I usually start um, my interior design projects. <laughs> Uh, well, for my own home, I usually start with Pinterest, like I ha I can yeah. create like a board for different rooms. And once you pin quite a few pins, you start to understand what sort of styles you're drawn to. 
and yeah. what sort of colors you're drawn to. So then that's the stage I would say, okay, look for a wallpaper that fits in with your style and then get some samples um, that you can maybe tape on the wall. Um, and then you can see how that would fit in with your scheme. And also what I offer to our customers is that they can send me a picture of their room and I can mock it up. So we put that wallpaper behind um, and they can visualize it a bit better as well. So that usually takes away the scariness. Of, oh, is it going to look good in that space or not? Yeah. yeah, it's always hard sometimes for clients I work with. It's, it's hard for them to visualize. So to actually, yeah. when you get some sort of mock-up, they can actually see it. I think they feel a bit more... Yeah. They, they they trust the process a bit better. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, imagining can't, can't it, even for myself. Yeah, even like for my own home, I was like, oh, I put the, the desk here. And, you know, you can see it better once you've put in the pieces in the, yeah, in the room. Harder. I always yeah. say, like, just go follow your, just follow your gut on what you actually love. I've mm. got um, I've got a wallpaper mural of like hot air balloons downstairs and would you traditionally have it in a modern apartment maybe not but i loved it so much that you just sort of and and that's the first thing that everyone comments now when they walk into my place they love that mural and it's like oh okay so it is a bit out of the box but just follow with what you love and then it it does then you can it kind of fits in as you know as you go yeah Um, or you can treat it as a large painting some people treat it as a large painting because um like our trees mural you can literally just have one roll and then you have like you can frame around um that one roll and it would look like a massive painting in your uh room yeah no i love it absolutely love it um so with sustainability in mind how do you think about that within your business I mean, we we have, we've been thinking about that a lot. And um, that's why this year we made the decision to move to print on demand um, model, because that means you print as much as is needed and you don't have a lot of waste. And also the inks we use are water-based, so it's fully solvent-free. and also I've been like looking at how to get rid of the uh, plastic in our packaging as well. So yeah. like I remember searching for like paper bubble wrap for like weeks on end. And then in the end it was like paper bubble wrap. Like yeah. that was the product itself called paper bubble wrap. But yes, uh, so we, we try to take all these measures to um, yeah. be more sustainable. Because yeah, I watched um, Dragon's Den the other day, actually. Uh, Deborah Medium was on there and she, she was talking about sustainability. And she was like, we're not going to be able to fix everything. It's yeah. just being mindful the best we can. And so I think yeah. the, best, the best thing you can do is, is the um, print on demand because, you know, you don't want to... There's so much wasted wastage in our industry yeah. especially with sam- sampling as well like so many companies send out so much samples of their products and i, and mm. I know that, and i know that they need to because that's yeah. their product but like i get sent so much stuff that i'm just not going to use that's yeah. why i only try and order samples of things that i'm going to use otherwise they just sit they just get completely wasted completely yeah. wasted um yeah. 
And that's why we don't do what a lot of companies do, where they just bombard people without asking with samples. Yeah. We always check, would you like to receive these samples? And then we send them out. Yeah, it is hard. It is, it, our industry is quite a hard one, because especially for, for work that I like to do, you know, it is about quality and it is about, you know, the texture of it and the touch. And I, I do want to feel it. Um, mm. But it's, yeah, it's a tricky one. But in terms of like future directions, looking into the future, what have you got coming up? That's really exciting. Have you got anything you could maybe... Uh, yeah. Um, so, Can you give us any secrets? What's coming out? Um, there are two things, major things, I think, um, that uh, is coming out. I talked a lot about my magnetic wallpaper. And yeah. um, so that we've been developing for quite many years now. Um, at the moment, it's like three layers. You've got a magnet receptive liner, lining paper, and you hang the wallpaper on top. So that can take three days for a wallpaper hanger to to complete. So oh, we've wow. been trying to work out like how to make that faster or how to make it so that it's you can hang it like any other wallpaper. So finally, we've found a material that worked and a single layer, you can hang it just like any other wallpaper. Um, and uh, yeah, we tested it. Our trade partners in New York tested it. So we're ready to go. I'm actually traveling um, to our printers tomorrow to fix the colors. And yeah, in a couple of weeks, we're going to wow. be ready to launch it. <laughs> at the moment, at the moment now, people have yeah. to, you, you got to apply three layers for the magnetic yeah. wallpaper. Yes, yes, because you have a layer that makes the wall magnet receptive. Yeah. And then you have a lining paper to make sure that, you know, your wallpaper on top in the end would look great, like the finish would be good. And yeah, so so because it, the drying time in between uh, is 24 hours, you cannot rush the process. So you have to hang the lining paper, the magnet receptive liner, wait a day for it to dry, then come back. And you know, uh, you can you, imagine. You've now solved, you've now solved that. You've found something you can do in one one layer yes yes that's gonna yeah. change your business isn't it well hopefully <laughs> yeah hopefully this is gonna be the the real deal <laughs> wow that's really yeah, we've, we started working with a factory here so um a few years ago we had an almost ready product and we work with a factory in china but um, it didn't work out and they weren't happy to refund. So we decided we're keeping everything in the UK. And, um, you know, who's, if if things don't work out here, at least I can knock on their door, you know, being like, yeah, you're like oh, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to see what you do with that. Because that's that, because obviously when you're, when you're in, when you're working on a project that's very fast paced, sometimes you haven't got time is obviously so yes. crucial. And obviously mm. with some projects that'd be fine and some projects you just need it done quickly. So that's going to change everything for you. I think that would, that would be really good for you. Yeah. And also price quickly. wise, price yeah. wise, because, um, and also shipping, because this is like, uh, about 350 GSM. So it's like really light material. Whereas the other one we were sending like one roll, we would be like 15 kilos to send over to the US, whereas this is going to be two and a half, three kilos per roll. Oh so huge. Know, with your product, so would a, can any can anyone um, put up your product so with one of the three layers? Can anyone do that? 
Yeah, they can. They can. They yeah. just have to be patient in terms of like waiting for it to dry. Oh, it's it's, it's yeah. a process, isn't it? Yeah, it's a oh, process. Yeah. To see what happens. So, are you going to stop doing the three? Uh, yes, I'm going to transition over. Um, obviously, um, we want to see how it all goes, okay. and and hopefully, once we've soft launched it and everyone is happy, then yeah, we'll fully switch over to this. Oh, Really exciting! Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love because <laughs> I remember when you've obviously you've got an amazing product, and obviously having three layers is a process, and that's absolutely fine for some people. But this is going to be this is going to be really great for you. So I'm yeah, excited. because this one, I think, even you know anyone would feel confident doing it, even though it's not more complicated. It's just less work. It's less work, and we yeah. are, everyone everyone wants less work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, final question do you have any any advice for uh designers not necessarily interior designers but any designers out there that that kind of like the, the world of wallpaper or you know that kind of vibe do you have any advice for upcoming let's say speak to someone in your year back at college do you have any mm. advice for surges that are all probably on instagram every day and not doing any work <laughs> Um, I would say that the most important thing to figure out is having a great product. I think everybody says uh, USP, USP, but I think it's true because um, unless you have a, a product that is different from other brands or other products, uh, there's not really a need for you to then start a company. I, I think that's the key. And if you have a product that you can sell at the right price that people can buy um or willing to buy for yeah. and you can make a profit out of it then that's all really you need and the rest will come like you you can then do marketing but it's much easier to market something that you believe in and is a great product yeah so i think it's quite hard for people to find their niche because people always say to me, you know, what what makes you different? Why are you different? And it's like, there's like how many billion people in the, there's only so much, there's only so many things to do with wallpaper that can make you different. But I agree with you, you've got to find your, your niche and your own. I think in today's world, finding that niche is the difficult mm. part. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see your niche, really. Um, yeah, yeah, like I feel uh, because you're putting a lot of different uh, expertise together. I think that's when you find a niche where you have experience in uh, the acting world, in the theater world. And uh, as a result, you're able to do this uh, podcast. And I don't know, yeah, I, I don't know if it's because yeah, of that true. you're doing the podcast. Uh, I yeah, just think true. that you bring loads of different elements that you have experienced previously together and that mixture is your unique mix yeah that's no that is very true actually that is actually very true <laughs> i agree because some, a lot of people say to me oh um if it wasn't for my acting side before i wouldn't have the confidence to do a podcast but i think the reason why i like doing the podcast as well because i genuinely love business i yes. love businesses like yours i think anyone starting their own business needs a medal because it is so hard work <laughs> and it, you know, until you're actually in the thick of it, you don't really yeah. know what you're getting yourself in for. But I admire anyone. So, yeah, that's why I love doing this podcast. I get to speak to people like you and explore new businesses. 
Um, and you know, the bigger that Texture becomes, you know, I definitely want to work with you. I mean, I'm already working, I've got a few projects in the pipeline. So I mean, it'd be a dream to get some of your products in. My next yeah, I would project. love to work. Yeah, I've seen yeah, your work as well. Yeah, it would be really yeah. great. Yeah. Amazing, I mean, I always, I? yeah, I always wonder, like, how do you find the time to do all this? Like, um, my, well, how my brain goes, I work best when I'm most busy. And oh, I'm just very, I, I, yeah. sort of, I, I sort of thrive off being busy when I'm quiet. I sort of lose my mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but I, I love being busy and it's just, you know, getting your to-do list down and just getting it done. We only live once and we just have to just get get it done. You know, get it yeah. done and thrive. It was amazing yep. talking to you today. I really, yeah, really love listening about the brand. Um, so where can people find your Instagram and website? Where can they find you to have a little look at um, your work? It's all Sean. So the website is seanzang.com. Yep. And the Instagram is also seanzang. And I do some uh, painting, like personal paintings, which is seanzang diary. So if you want to follow well, my... Do you? Schedule. I have a look at that one. <laughs> I have a little look. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. It was great chatting with you and I can't wait to see great. what happens with your launch for the new products. And thanks I'll for chat having me. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It really means a lot. Now, I know it's a complete faff, but if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, it will really help other people find me. You can also say hello to me at my Instagram. That's at underscore textured underscore. Yes, that's a mouthful. And that's textured without the first E. Or get in touch with ideas for future episodes by emailing me at info at textured.studio.